what up what up what up it's your boy jay crawford back at you with another excerpt of excuse my bias nba playoffs edition i know we just wrapped up a great game six there with the toronto raptors punching their ticket to get to the nba finals in this segment here we're going to talk about why kyle lowry and not Kawhi leonard is responsible for the Toronto Raptors getting to the finals and why Chris Middleton and not Giannis Antetokounmpo is responsible for Milwaukee failing to live up to the expectations to get to the finals. So this is Excuse My Bias, the one and only bias sports podcast, but not the one and only because we all have biases, just different biases. Uh, With my bias, I did pick Milwaukee to win this series in six games. I mainly had that set up because... Toronto supporting cast really wasn't being supportive uh, in the previous series there particularly if you look at game seven against Philly I mean everybody was scared to shoot the ball other than Kawhi he had to shoot the ball damn near 40 times to pull that out and then hit a, uh, <laughs> a fall away three over a seven footer that hit every part of the rim before it went in for them to pull that one out so you, you kind of can understand my thinking and how everybody else is thinking as well when they say, well, okay, now you're going against Milwaukee, their number one defense, super long team, you know, Kyle Irish playing up and down, Siakam, where the hell did he go? Marcus Saul is washed up. He's not the same. So just like, okay, well, you know, they'll get a couple games. They may get a game or two because Kawhi is just so awesome. He might pull out the bag a couple crazy 40 point game something like that to pull something out and maybe he gets some help along the way at one of the games but everything flipped on us man like (laughs) this is why i said kyle lowry is responsible for toronto getting to the nba finals let me just provide some context for why i am saying kyle lowry is responsible for that if you look at just this playoff series here we're going to, I mean, we can still keep Kyle Lowry's previous playoff history in our mind because, you know, people get on him before. He's had games where he's zero, you know, never scored anything. He's going scoreless, you know, but he receives himself, take himself out the game. He has to go back to the locker room during the game to kind of get himself together and recompose. So we know Kyle Lowry's playoff history has not always been great because it seems like the pressure gets to him. Not so much that he's choking, but like he really just overdoes it i kind of put him in westbrook in the same category with that where it seems like they try to overdo everything and then it never works out and even this year we kind of saw the same pattern there they were just against lesser teams so this is what triggered in my head to say well hey Kawhi's gonna be in for a long damn series because he's gonna be pretty much doing it all by himself if you go back to the first round against orlando he started off the playoffs <laughs> this whole playoff run kyle lowry did with a zero uh a scoreless game you know the, the first game of the damn uh, the damn playoffs he went scoreless but he did play some winning basketball and what i call gamesmanship basketball where he made some good defensive plays he still was on the boards he got seven rebounds and eight assists in that game but they lost game one to orlando a game that Kawhi played great pretty much everybody else did as well but he couldn't hit a shot and at the end of the day, you got to still put the ball in the basket, even though you can make other plays to help as well. But you got to put the ball in the basket sometimes to do that. And even throughout that entire series, he was just bad. I mean, he ended that series. I mean, you know, Toronto, of course, won in, won in five because, you know, Orlando's not a, that great of a team. But Kyle only averaged 11.4 points, five rebounds, and eight 
assists there and two steals. Now, like I said, that's why I was giving him credit. I was actually one of the one few people on social media who was pointing out the other aspects of his game, like the rebounds, assists, and steals that shows that he was still playing winning basketball, but you know, he still had to end up putting the ball in the basket too. And then even when it came to, you know, the next series versus Philly, he didn't get much better. And the noise on social media still was out there that hey, he's a choker and he does this every year. Like how like he's gonna be the reason Kawhi ends up leaving Toronto because they're gonna be like he doesn't have any help. This guy who's supposed to be his second all star keeps disappearing. Like against Philly, he only averaged thirteen point one points, five point one boards, six assists, and one steal. And like I said, that game seven was just just horrible there with him. In that game seven, I mean he only had 10 points and six assists in that game and like i said he pretty much left Kawhi to shoot 40 times to try to pull that one off and this is why i say he was the reason that they really won this series here and is going to the nba championship um in this series here <laughs> Kyle Lowry was outstanding man like it from game one too and even though they didn't win game one he was amazing he got 30 points there um, you know, he had highs in this series of 30 points and 25 points in game four. Um, but he averaged 19 points, five boards and five assists on 50% shooting. He didn't have not one single game this series where he had single digit scoring, which was huge. It was just the first in this playoffs, uh, this postseason here. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's had at least one single digit game in probably every postseason series he's ever been in. Um, this was one that he didn't. So, I mean, he was <laughs> on top of everything. He was making championship plays, making key steals. Um, when uh, Whenever they were called for, making key rotations to take charges there. Just showing a lot of great leadership. And it was kind of so good and, and, and uh, kind of heartwarming, actually, to see those Toronto fans show that appreciation for him being the founding guy there. Because um, even though we know it's not all possible, none of this is possible without Kawhi. You know, Kawhi is the man. He he kind of, you know, killed Munger Kawhi, came in, took over. But it was good to see that they, they did recognize, hey, Cal has been here this whole time pushing and grinding. And he finally got his time to go ahead and get through there and punch through. And he played awesome. He just played awesome there. And, con- you know, conversely... Everybody I've seen on ESPN already, the immediate quick takes is just saying Giannis has been exposed. You know, here's a guy who's going to possibly win MVP. He's on all defensive team and he's been exposed to all the stuff he needs to work on with his game. And I'm not here to say that Giannis doesn't need to work on certain aspects of his game. I definitely would love to see him uh, duck in more. I've seen him do that probably one time the whole series uh, where he can just duck in and you know, basically shield his guy off. They can swing the ball to the opposite end. He can get the ball, get an easy put in there. I think if, you know, my coach of the year <laughs> uh, candidate and my coach of the year vote from uh, Coach Budenholz, I think if he actually would have implemented that during this series, they probably would have won instead of having Giannis keep continuously attacking, continuously having to attack from the top of the key against four and five sets of eyes every time. And just depending on that one kickout pass to hit a three, um, I think if he would have switched that up and just put Giannis on the block, sometimes you would have had a lot more 
success there that could have won this you know series there for them considering they lost in six and a couple of the games were very close there a couple of small changes could have won there i felt like nick nurse out coached them uh definitely in this series but i because i'm pretty much sure every every show that you're going to see is first take first things first you know undisputed you know i'm pretty sure everybody's going to overlook chris middleton's disappearing act in this conference finals and to me that's the real reason that they lost um if you look at it chris middleton from the first round on and i know they were playing detroit i mean but you know they made they made everybody in the first round if you're a top team you get a you know a sorry team to beat so we're not going to go off that but in the first round middleton was on fire 19 uh 19 5 and 4 is what he was averaging kept it right up against boston here it was 19 uh 4 19 and four boys with a steal. He was shooting 47% from three-point land and 95% from the line. Then he gets to Toronto, and I know he had to guard Kawhi, and that could be exhausting there for you, and that could take a lot of uh, energy from you, and it could be a little bit deflating with his shot making. But this shows where a person's mentality is. It shows where their championship will is, and I don't know what happened. He dropped... (laughs) From a 19-point score down to 13.7 in this playoffs with six, uh, almost seven boards and four assists. And he only had two steals for the entire series. Not not a game. I'm talking about out of six games, he only had two steals the entire series. And I know, like I say, he's playing on ball with Kawhi, but you're still going to get off-the-ball opportunities there to try to make some things happen. I didn't really see any deflections, any blocks from him, especially him being 6'9". 610 almost I don't know where the wheel went with that one there um you know the active hands were Kawhi started to be more of a facilitator when he was driving in and kicking out he could have definitely been able to make some of those more uh, some of those passes more challenging and I just didn't see that there at all and really Chris Middleton's numbers even at 13 and 6 are super inflated because they basically most of that came from one game um, in game four, the double overtime game, where he had 30 points, uh, six boards, and seven assists. If you really take that game out of it and you just average the rest of the game, he only averaged 10 points a game. This is a guy who's an all-star who averaged them to 20 a game. He got all the way down to 10. But yet, yeah, everybody's going to look at Giannis for, <laughs> for why they lost there. When really, if you look at Giannis, I mean, Giannis did what what I expected him to do. I don't know what anybody else expected, but I expected Giannis to do that. I expected Kawhi to be the best player on the floor. I did say he was the best player in the game, but I thought Giannis would be would be do what he did, you know, play close enough to Kawhi's level, and then his supporting cast would just overtake Toronto's supporting cast because Milwaukee was thought to be the deeper team, uh, for sure, with Brogdon, Bledsoe. You know, it wasn't just Middleton who played down. A lot of these other guys, too. Ilya Sova, Miritich, he didn't even play hardly anything in game six. So, you know, it is, it's kind of what I expected there from Giannis. The others, I didn't expect it from. I mean, Giannis finished with 23 points a game, 13 and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, which could have been more if some of those guys made some more of those open shots. One steal a game and almost three blocks a game. So Giannis not only lived up to his all defensive team stature there, he also played great as far as still getting points there and getting to the bucket. You know, the free throws, we saw that. We know he needs to clean that up. 
um we know he needs to add a mid-range shot he surprisingly shot pretty good from three actually uh you know it's kind of kind of weird with that but surprisingly shot a little bit uh, shot pretty good there from three but I just think so much of the focus Monday with some of these quick takes are going to be on what Giannis was exposed of and how he didn't lead the team versus, or over Kawhi and how Kawhi outplayed him. I never expected Giannis to outplay Kawhi anyway. I expected Milwaukee as a team to be better when in actuality Toronto as a team was better and he had the better coach. Two things that me nor that I don't think anybody else saw coming. Um, which is going to lead us to a great NBA Finals. Um, I'll probably do a podcast on that one pretty soon since we got uh, about three or four days before we get a game coming up on Thursday. But uh, I want to thank you guys for taking the time. Check out this video here and listen to this podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Excuse My Bias YouTube page. Subscribe to us on every podcast channel out there and like our Facebook and Instagram pages there. Excuse My Bias Podcast. Till next time, this is your boy Jay Crawford saying, we all have biases, just different biases. Please excuse mine today. Take care. Peace.